Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Today is the death of an adult child, and our guest is Natalie Smith Blakesley. For more than 10 years, Natalie has connected parents with the children they have lost with her messages from the light. She thought she understood what it was like for a parent to lose a child. She had no clue until her 27 year old daughter, Carrie, passed from leukemia on October 2, 2005. Just nine short months after her daughter's passing, she is driven to help other bereaved parents who endure the same loss through a website she made in memory of Carrie called Healing Hearts Haven. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you. Hi, Natalie. Welcome. And my goodness, uh, it has been such a short time for you. I, I, it really has. You know, it's just incredible to have you on the show, and I, I know it's going to be a great thing for our newly briefed people out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie's anniversary of her, uh, first anniversary of her passing was Monday, October 2nd. Oh, my goodness, so it's just been one year. Yeah. And how was that year for you, for our folks out there? I mean, the, the you know, the date, what did you do and, and how did you deal with it? Well, the date of her passing, I got together with a girlfriend and we went out to lunch and, of course, visited the cemetery early in the morning and asked for many signs from Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly Carrie saying, I could hear her say to me, you're not going to hear what you need to hear on that station. So I changed the radio station. <laughs> And it wasn't until after I needed to jump in the car and and go to lunch with my girlfriend, and the song was playing as I started the car. Ah, that's and, and, amazing, yeah. And what song was it? Live Like You Were Dying, Tim wow. McGraw. Uh, oh, oh, my goodness. You know, uh, it was so many of us and so many of our listeners, music is, is such an important thing and, and those, uh, the way of connecting. It's really mm-hmm. great. Um, tell me about the year. Was she sick for a year? She had leukemia. Um, she, we actually suspected this around May of 2004, officially diagnosed the holiday weekend, uh, that Friday before the holiday weekend, uh, 2004, and we lost her October 2005. That was very quick. Yes. Very quick. Now she has, a, you have a little grandchild by her? Yeah, Morgan is eight years old, and she looks just like her mama. Uh, oh, that's such a great gift. Yeah, she's beautiful. So so what's gotten you through? You were only at the first year. I'm so struck by this. I've got to tell you, I know my mom is too. What has gotten you through the first year? I think my faith and mm-hmm. my knowledge and what I believe that Carrie is in heaven and the signs that I've gotten from her. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I wanted to um, talk to you a little bit about your grieving parents' wishes that you wrote. I know we're going to have a couple of callers, so I wanted to make sure that we were able to talk about some of these things. You have written some really marvelous things, and I would suggest that people go to your website, www.loveandlight.com, because you have um, some wonderful things, and one of them I really liked was your grieving parents' wishes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first is on it, I wish you would not be afraid to speak my child's name. Could you talk about that a little bit? So many are, even my own family. I remember picking my mother up from work, and I and I mentioned Carrie, and my mom changed the subject. You know, sometimes it's very difficult for other family members because they don't know how the bereaved mom will act, or you know how my family 
you know, thinks that I'll react to all this will put me in tears and, oh, gosh, what will they do next? Right. And they really don't need to do anything, do they? They, they don't. They don't need to do anything. I mean, it can be as, as, as emotional as you're laughing one minute and crying the next or laughing and crying at the same time. Right. Well, and you know, people are so afraid that you're going to fall apart, and I think you say at one point, it's okay if we have tears. It's okay yes. if we cry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the crying and emotional outbursts are healing. I like that comment that you made about that. I think that's a positive thing for folks out there to think about them as healing. Yeah, I did. I had one person in my life that told me that, well, your daughter's gone now. I don't want to hear about her no more. Oh. And that was probably one of the cruelest things that I had ever heard. And I said, that I don't want to hear about your living children. Mm-hmm. And that's not me to be as sarcastic back. Right. But I was so abruptly hurt by all of that that, you know, you don't want to hear about my daughter. You know, her life may have ended October 2nd, 2005. Your children live on. I should still have that every right to talk about my daughter and all of my children. You know, I was just thinking with that introduction you put, it's nine short months, but it's longer now. When when Natalie and I kind of uh, came up with that, right, Natalie, it's only been nine months. That's why we're saying that. And now it's just 12 short months, right? Yeah, October 2nd, the anniversary, and we were talking about what Natalie did. Absolutely uh, right, Mom. And how she got the the song on the radio um, when she was, what, leaving the cemetery, Natalie? Actually, I was leaving the house to go have lunch with a friend of mine, my girlfriend. Uh-huh. And we were going to go out and just to, you know, kind of keep me busy, you know, for the rest of the day until my almost six-year-old came home from school. Uh-huh. Yeah, keeping busy. Is that one of the things you do suggest to folks out there? Um, keep busy. Stay with, stay, with, stay with someone or be with someone that understands the grief. I like that. Cause you know? I've got to say, Natalie, I keep... I'm stuck on the fact that your friend obviously had no clue about grief and didn't understand. And we were saying at break that I think your friend gets the worst comment award. Yeah, Heidi, can you tell the audience what it was? Because some folks the, the might comment Natalie's friend made was, "I don't ever want to hear about Carrie again." Wasn't that how he said it? That's exactly how he said it. I he am. Said that, he said that he should be able to talk about his children. His children were living, and since Carrie was gone, you know, out of sight, out of mind, type of thing. I don't want to hear about her. Yeah, that is absolutely the worst comment I've ever heard. That's horrible. That's hideous. And um, we were also talking about anger and how it's, we have a legitimate right to have anger when people say insensitive comments. And I always say any comment that starts with at least needs not to be said. At least exactly. he didn't suffer. At least you have other children. At least you have other siblings. It's like just stop talking. As soon as you hear at least stop, you know, it, they're very insensitive. And they, they're not helpful. If there are other children, and I do have um, two other daughters, mm-hmm. still, Carrie was an individual. Carrie was herself, and there is no one, no one at all like Carrie in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was unique. I love Very. that. Um, Natalie, uh, we were talking about that Worst Comment Award. I, I really think that, that there should be one for that, and I'm sure all of our folks, if anybody wants to write in Worst Comments to the blog, <laughs> <laughs> certainly feel free because it's good Good to get them out there, and I, I was saying to Natalie during the break too that I love the fact that she can talk about talk about anger. I wanted to go to your grieving parent wishes a little bit. Oh, one thing I wanted to say too was you get new friends, don't you? You were saying you kind of gave up the friendship with this uh, man who made that comment to you. Exactly. Well, we got new ones that come in, right? You gravitate towards people like with the Healing Heart Haven group. Um, I find myself very gravitated towards those ladies. I mean. A lot of them have more years on me than in their grief with the loss mm-hmm. of their children. 
but some of them are still, you know, they're coming in two, three, and four months into their grief. Uh You know, and I feel like I'm still the new kid on the block, you know, but they call me the mother hen, so... <laughs> so everyone's at different stages in a way, in a different place, I should say. Some people are further yes. along in their journey. And as Kim was, we were saying it was Kim's email at the beginning. You can have regression times too, right? Absolutely. Where you, you're, you know, it's not a steady state process. And I think sure. that scares people sometimes because they're thinking I should be in a certain place. I mean, which isn't necessarily true because there's no place that you should or shouldn't be. They, they all of a sudden become overwhelmed with these feelings of grief, and they're thinking, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? In my back, where I used to be initially, where I couldn't, find, you know, get out of bed, it's scary. Right. I found that I found that with me, um, I was doing, you know, okay after the holidays, mm-hmm. and then when her birthday came up in August, you know, I started noticing that I was forgetting things again. I'm going, oh no, we're back to square one where I was in the first three to four months. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes that can come a few days before an event too. Yeah. So that it kind of sneaks up on you because you're not, you don't want to focus on their birthday or whatever, and and but yet strange things are happening. Well, I've often said if I could just go to sleep for a couple of days before you know her anniversary or passing, mm-hmm. you know that would have, I would have liked that. And then there are many other bereaved parents that have said the same thing. Right, mm-hmm. and then we have some sneaky things that are coming up now, like it's October, Halloween's coming up. You know, and what did you do with your child then, particularly the folks out there that have younger kids? You know, you may have to make a plan of well, who you're going to have answer the door, if you're going to be home, or, you know, what you're going to do. What, right, what that's going to bring up when you see children coming to your door in costume, and that would have been your child, you know, yeah. in a costume trick-or-treating. So these you know, even, even, with adult, even with adult children, you know, I think back, Carrie wore my first Halloween costume. <laughs> my mom had it put away. It was the first one that I wore, so I put it on Carrie. And I'll think of that on Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Do you still have it? Yes. Yeah, maybe you'll want to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can your granddaughter wear any of it, or would you want not that to happen? Oh, my granddaughter's eight. So she's oh. a little too big. She's <laughs> too small. <laughs> she's yeah. Big. All right. Well, I want again, I wanted to go to your grieving parent wishes that you have on your website, www.lightandlove.com. And... Uh, uh, one of the things you say is, I will have highs and lows, you're, and you're saying, I wish you wouldn't think that if I have a good day, my grief is over, mm-hmm. or if I have a bad day, I need psychiatric counseling. I love that. Mm-hmm. I good. thought that was really excellent. It's like people are passing judgment to a certain extent on how you are. Right. Yeah. If I, if I do, I, if I start crying, my mom says, you're just not dealing with it, or I've heard, you need to be over it by now. If you're crying, maybe you are dealing with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's my way of dealing with it. Exactly. exactly. Usually, when people say things like the, uh, they're not dealing with it, they can't they can't deal with the situation. And, and I said so many times, you know, you never get over this. You learn to live with that. There's no getting over a child or a sibling. We don't want to get over them. They're part of our lives. They're part of who we are. You know, we want to incorporate them into our lives and continue bonds with them. Exactly. Yeah. A- another comment you made, which I love from your parent wish list, is. Being a bereaved parent, and I will say also a bereaved sibling, is not or a grandparent is not contagious. So I wish you wouldn't shy away from me. Mm-hmm. And mom, you remember what you did when people started fleeing from you? We got a dog, yeah, a little puppy. <laughs> because the puppy, I had a fourteen-year-old, and it brought her friends to us rather than having them avoid us. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it's not contagious, but people do get scared, don't you think, Natalie? Exactly. I know when I called um, my girlfriend, we had gone through everything together. We had our children within two months of each other. We had been friends for 26 years. When I called her and told her that there was no more hope for Carrie and that we were going to lose her, I called three times. She never returned my phone call. And finally admitted at the funeral home, she said to me, I was just afraid I was going to lose one of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those things hurt so much. And I said, but I needed you. Yeah. I it hurts so much when our friends aren't there for us. We've talked to a lot of teens about that too, haven't we, Heidi? Yeah, well, and I love when people just come up and say, you know, I, I don't know what to say and that's why I'm, I, I don't know what to do or what to say and I don't know how to behave and I love that. I'm like, that's all, that's all I need to hear is that you're not sure what to do and so therefore you're not around me. Because there's nothing you can do. Just be with me and don't flee when you see me. Right. <laughs> somebody not say anything at all than say something false, fake, or something that doesn't belong in, in character. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, someone at Compassionate Friends said, before I lost my son, I used to send a card, a condolence card. Now I send myself. And yeah. that's what we want. We want to see people around us. And, you know, you don't have to do anything. Well, our folks, we're, we're uh, to the folks, I guess we should be saying to those folks out there, we're telling you what you need, but how do we deal with the people who do this? Who, uh, you know, what do you do with them? What do you mean, who run away? Uh, well, yeah, and, and people like Natalie's mother, what do you do if, my, what do I do if my mother's making nasty comments? Mm-hmm. I don't know. How have you handled it, Natalie? Do you have any suggestions for these early bereavers out there? Well, my mom had said something about, you know, how Carrie and I didn't get along, and that was supposed to make me feel better, I think she thought. You know, how there were different times that we locked horns. Well, Which is please normal. tell me the two of you, exactly. I was going to say, it's totally normal. That's, that's a part of a functional relationship. Exactly, between, between mothers and daughters. You right. know, and she thought that would help, I guess, to make me feel better about it. And I said, you know, you just didn't know the Carrie that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I said, I really don't think it's fair that you pass judgment, and that's what I said. I've learned to be outspoken, but saying it in a nice way, uh-huh. you know, but getting my point across, because I think the more if I hold it in inside, I'm just going to blow up, you know, and, and say something, you know, to the point where I wouldn't want it to be to somebody who didn't deserve, you know. I think you can say something with respect to somebody and say, excuse me, but I think that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that hurt my feelings. Well, some people we're just going to have to move on from, and some people we can't because they're family members, and we do have to try to figure out some strategies. Exactly. To, uh, you know, keep things going. I think journaling can be helpful, talking to other people. Teaching uh, people what we need. Pardon? Teaching people what we need. What yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to teach people what we need, don't you think, Natalie? Yes. Not holler, but before they come on, I just wanted to ask you, I know you said that you de- you worked with families before who had lost children before um, Carrie died, and now you said that you really didn't, um, weren't in touch with the whole thing. And, and what is your thought about that? How have things changed for you? So much that I didn't understand then that I thought that I did. I thought I knew since, and I used the phrase, I jumped in in the shoes of a bereaved parent and jumped back out. And I make reference to that because of my five-and-a-half-year-old, Allie. She died six hours after she was born, and they brought her back. So that gut-wrenching pain and stab in the heart that you feel when you lose a child, I felt that, Mm -hmm. you know, for a split moment, Uh you know, until they resuscitated her. 
I thought I truly had an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't. I didn't until I lost Carrie. Mm-hmm. So you didn't understand the depth of that pain. Yeah, the ongoing. I mean, I could jump back out of those shoes when Allie was resuscitated. When we lost Carrie, you know, we lost so much more. You know, there, you can't jump back out of those shoes again. You know, she's gone, and, and we can't bring her back. Right, and you so want to, and uh, I yeah. sometimes talk about grief as being a, a huge tantrum because we've been told that if you want something badly enough, you can get it. Yeah, and we just, just can't get that. It's one thing you can't control, can you? Absolutely not. And it is true. You can read all the books in the world about the pain of losing a sibling, losing a child, but until you've been there, you don't really 100% get how enormous and how deep it is. Yeah. No, you don't. It, I think it's such a physical thing, too. It's not just a, a, a mental process. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a guest um, uh, a call in right now, and uh, I believe it's a friend of yours, Dennis Spalling. Is it yes. Spalling? And um, he's written a book, I believe, My Search for the Afterlife. And Dennis, welcome to the show. Good morning, Gloria. Or Hi, I should Dennis. say afternoon. It's morning here in Seattle. But oh. Gloria, Heidi, and Natalie, how are you doing? Good. Good. Thank you. Nice to have you on the show, and it's great to have Natalie on. And she's, uh, I understand you're a bereaved parent also. Yeah, that's correct. I lost my son, uh, Sean, in uh, 1993 in a single-car auto accident. So I've, I've been dealing with this for almost uh, 14 years now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you have any thoughts? Have you been listening to the show? And uh... I, I just tuned in here about 10 minutes ago okay. since I was working, had to take a break. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, um, the people, I was telling Natalie, we really position the show for people who are newly bereaved for the last couple of years. And uh, some of our folks are even newly briefed only weeks or even days. And uh, our message is, uh, we've made it and so can you. Uh, it's a tough process, isn't it? Uh, very tough. It uh, Once I found out, you know, that he had died, my ex-wife at the time had called me on the telephone. I had just talked with him the previous Friday. She calls me on a Monday with uh, nothing to set it up. Uh, she's got this distinct accent. She was from Trinidad and and I recognize her voice, and she goes, Dennis? And I go, yeah, what's going on? She says, I just wanted to call and tell you Sean's dead. Wow. That's a shock. No emotion. And you talk about the world opening up, swallowing you, yep. and your heart being ripped and just, you know, thrown for this catastrophic loop. You know, just, just imagine hearing that over the phone one time. Right. So, yep. so I was basically shut down for four years. I didn't want to talk about it, not even with the children. That's pretty typical of a male, isn't it? Yeah, I I believe so. We try to handle it within ourselves, you know, try to get your focus, try to, you know, get your life back on track again. And uh, my daughter, you know, she wanted to investigate more. Well, what caused that accident? Since it was a single car accident, he died instantly. He hit the concrete pillar of a bridge. Mm-hmm. And I was, no. I said, he's dead, he's gone, I can't bring him back. Drop it. Mm-hmm. And that lasted about four years. And then what happened? Well, then I decided I wanted to face my ghost. I wanted to find my son. And that's when my spiritual search began. Mm-hmm. My two best friends were the uh, library and the bookstores. I read everything I could on uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started growing from that process. Uh, it, it's talked about in the book. It starts out, you know, basic notes that I was taking at the time, and I kind of made a journal out of it for myself. And then it 
about 80 pages, I started thinking, well, wait, maybe I can help other people that have gone through this process. Mm-hmm. You know, so from that... Uh, Okay, now, now tell me, this is, I want our audience to know, particularly the guys out there, this is four years later. Have you got any advice for these guys that are in the first year? I know you waited. Would you suggest that they get help or maybe go to Compassionate Friends or Brief Parent Group or go online or write some? I don't know. What kind of advice would you have for these guys? Any organization that helps a bereaved parent where you can get more information to realize you are not the only one that has suffered or that is suffering at that time, so forth. Anything that's going to help you move forward in that grief, it's a benefit. You know, I kind of stalled around a little bit. I did go to a couple of meetings, compassionate friends and stuff like that. And, yes, it was helpful in some ways. And then in other ways, uh, you know, I felt I could handle this grief on my own. You know, you're proud male you and all this stuff. Try to, try to open up a little bit more to it than you did, or you you feel good with how you did it? Uh, I feel really, really good now how I now, did. I, it, it, it could have happened a little bit sooner, but I think my process, you know, helped me. It, it gave me a basis on uh, the inside, you know, to make myself stronger to face what I knew I was going to have to face or things that were going to be presented to me and so forth. We have a call in. This is our last break, so we want to speed along here. Sheila from Delaware. Hi, how are you? Hi, Hi. welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you have a comment or a question? Yes, I've just joined Natalie's group, Healing uh-huh. Hearts Haven. Uh-huh. Um, I lost my son, on, my own child, Matt, on 9-11. Oh, um, dear. Sorry. He Sorry was working at the that. Pentagon. Oh. Um, and um, thanks to uh, Natalie, I've also found your show now that I'm going to be listening to quite often. Oh, great. Very good. 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 All well, you spoke about, I felt all these feelings where, where people don't want to talk about. If you mention your... Not Matt's name, people trying to say, change the subject. and mm-hmm. I just can't understand why anybody wouldn't want to let us talk. Yeah. And Natalie, do you have a comment for her on that? Well, that's why I created the group, Sheila. And the mom's there, and there are some dads there also, you know, to be able to talk about our feelings. And we know when every, you know, one of us is having a bad day, either we're on a lot or we're not on at all. You know, and just making sure checking in with everybody. And I'm glad that you're at Healing Heart Haven, hon. Oh, I'm, like I said, I just joined, and I'm having a little bit of tough time today because it's my birthday, and then Matt's oh, birthday happy comes birthday. up in November. Well, happy birthday, and we're well, so glad you. you called in to Gate Day. And thanks so much, Sheila, and uh, keep in touch, and I'm glad to hear that you're uh, involved with Natalie. That's great. Thanks oh, I sure will, and thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Sheila. Take care. Oh, that's wonderful, Natalie. Natalie, could you, uh, it's our last break, and I want to know if there's anything that you feel like we've missed. I uh, want to talk about your site or whatever. Just wanted to mention uh, loveandlight.com, and you can find some of the links there for Healing Heart Haven and for the TV show that I do. There's also a chat that if moms and dads are um, bereaved parents, they can join the chat. You know, and we get together and we talk and you know, it's, we also have guest speakers that come into the chat room, you know, and help with grief and the way that we're feeling. So some of those are coming up. Now, how do they find your chat room, Natalie? Uh, the chat room, actually, because MSN has got theirs, is at the TV show website, which is messagesfromthelighttv.com. Okay, great. And your uh, show's in Pennsylvania, is that right? Yes, Show, yes, show live there. And they can also... Uh, what, buy a CD of it or something from your show? DVD, yes. I have a DVD from your website? Yes. Okay, great. Well, it's uh, been great having you on the show today, and uh, it's 
just been wonderful to talk to you, and I, I love all the good work you're doing. And, and again, Heidi, are we amazed that it's been a year? I am completely blown away that Nat, that you're here talking, Natalie, about Carrie. Yeah, and, and thank you so much because it gives people a voice for what you know for someone that's only a year down the road. Well, Absolutely. thank you, and I've enjoyed talking about Carrie. I know that it helps all of us bereaved parents and bereaved siblings to talk about you know our grief and the people that we've lost. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to close our show, and uh, I want to thank again uh, Natalie for being and, on the show. And, and you're going to have Natalie read something, right, Mark? Oh, I'm sorry, Heidi. You're yeah. right. I love I love. Oh, good. I we I love this comment, it. and I almost blew it. Okay, Natalie, would you close with the, your comment? It's beautiful. To my daughter, Carrie, I continue to miss you, my daughter, but I smile with the knowledge that you are with me, and I will see you one day when it is my time. Mingle with the children whose mothers I have met because of you. Help them to bring their moms and dads peace and messages, Carrie. I love you, Mom. Uh, thank you Good. so much, Natalie, again. Very thank powerful. You. you have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.